This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking and the trades and every profession. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley and I'm Kathy. No topic is not allowed on our rig. We tackle the tough topics and we like to feature people who are champions who can assist women in being the best that they can be. There are many women who are courageous survivors and advocates for change. Angelique Marie is one of these people. She's risen above the odds to become a distinguished vocalist, vocal instructor, actress, and producer. Angelique is a sexual violence survivor who was accosted repeatedly during her childhood. As an adult, she courageously confronted her abusers. Angelique is a graduate of the Columbia College of Performing Arts. She was named the 2020 Ms. Elite U.S. Woman of Achievement for a stellar career that's included roles in Phantom of the Opera, Jesus Christ Superstar, Guys and Dolls, Aladdin, and Stop in the Name of Love. She's been a vocal instructor for over 26 full-scale musical productions, award shows, pageants, and concerts. She has a screenplay, an audiobook, that's designed to promote awareness and stop the cycle of sexual violence in America. Her new audiobook is called On Angel's Wings. Angelique is with us today, and we're eager to speak with her. Welcome, Angelique. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a lovely intro. Thank you. Oh, you knew that. I'm so happy and honored to be here. You definitely oh my gosh, deserve it. Welcome. You know, you're a courageous you. woman. Uh, you've really risen above the odds, having been abused since you were a child and then confronting your perps. That's something that's rarely done. Well, it was so important to me that the cycle did not continue in my family with the daughters and, and the sons. Well, the kids of the perpetrators, they were having ch children of their own. And I just I just knew I wanted to stop the cycle in my family. So I confronted them and it was hard. It was really hard. But um, I stopped the cycle of sexual violence in my family. And I'm proud of that. Oh, absolutely. As you should be. My yes. gosh. And that doesn't often happen, does it? No, you don't really hear that. Um, it should. It absolutely should because they didn't pay for what they did. They didn't. They were, were never held accountable. And finally, they were held accountable in front of their wives and girlfriends. And they knew that they were being watched. Good for you. Yes. My God, oh, that my takes God. courage. I, I have the I have the exact same story, but uh, mine just never got I, I never confronted or never got any justice at all so I know for I'm a fact sorry to that, hear that. that 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 takes courage a lot of courage good thank for you. you I appreciate that Angelique yeah. how how young were you and and did people did the adults know this was going on okay so it started from art therapy I know that it started from about the age of five and went went on till I hit puberty which was was um 11 and when i hit puberty um i started realizing that this was 
not right, that this was wrong, but it had been going on so long. In fact, if I can read you an excerpt from one of my, from my book, um, it talks about that. Us kids and teenagers would all be underneath a sea of pillows and blankets. As soon as the lights turned off and everyone was asleep, cousin Lancho Jr. would be masturbating under the blanket. Then he would crawl over and come at me from behind and just did it. Then he turned me over and just put it in. That's what I woke up to, his sweaty body on top of my little one. I would pretend I was asleep. I would just pray until he finished. I could see the fireplace poker, and sometimes I think if I could just have reached it, I would envision me beating Lancho Jr. over and over until everything just stopped. Yes, I thought about it so many times. The worst part is that the next morning I would clean everything up to cover up any evidence. I was protecting him. He would do this at almost every family gathering we had. They all did, all five of them. It didn't stop with Lancho Jr. Three more of my older cousins did this too, and my half-brother Damien, the worst of them all. They were all much older than I. I was just a little girl, years younger than you are now. But I knew the rules, which was when they threaten you, if you spoke out, never scream, don't tell anyone, and smile when it's over. Wow. There are no words to describe my reaction. I am so sorry you went through that. I want to throw up right now. That's uh, so awful. Yeah. That's sorry. so, so awful. I'm giving you the biggest virtual hug right now. Like, oh, thank yes. you. Yes. Oh. Thank you. And then some. <laughs> but the she, thing is, it just it doesn't just happen to me. It didn't just happen to me. It happens to so many people. Um, oh, I, I, I know. I, I, I work with people all over the world. And um, it happens. Like I work with youth and young kids, in, especially in the, in the Caribbean islands where it's unspoken of and it, it's almost... Um, I had 140 kids in a church and 90% of them, I was talking about good touch oh, back wow. and 90% of them, you know, like you could tell, right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like it just like, how do you fix that? How do you yeah. make that? Better, yeah. It's, it's, right? it's actually part of a culture. It happens. It, it, so, it is. It happens so often. And by so many family members, I actually thought that this is what close families do. And when I became old enough to realize how wrong it was, I thought that made me just as guilty as they were for waiting so long a time to tell. So it went on for years. Mm. Well, you wouldn't know any other reality. No, if you don't. Right. Exactly. It it started so young and happened so much that that was my reality. And then once I became old enough to feel uncomfortable um, and realize that was that it was wrong. I just, like I said, I, I felt like I, I had partaken in it so much that it was my fault as well. That's what these perps, yeah. uh, basically, yeah. that that's the message they give. That it's yes. your fault. They impart guilt. I don't understand how this sort of thing is ever considered okay. I was involved with a play many, many years ago called The Bubblonian Encounter, and we would go to the elementary schools and teach good touch and bad touch. And oh, that's great. Yeah, my character was a space alien that came out of a bubble, and that's how <laughs> we would talk about good touch and bad touch. I was bubble. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I love hearing that. And because the, that's, what happen- that's what needs to happen now and is not happening. Yeah. 
And we yeah. went around to all the schools and we were taught what to recognize. And of course, there were social workers right there when we were doing Great. the play. And there were mm -hmm. children that would disclose to me because they, they kind of mm -hmm. regarded me as more of a childlike character, which is what I was supposed to be. Exactly. And there were five-year-olds that were coming up and telling me stuff that just, oh my, it just, it was mm. gut-wrenching. And then, of course, I'd walk them over to someone who could help them. And our play actually resulted in something like 10 convictions. It was just That's wow. fabulous. Yeah. That's was, amazing. Yeah. That's so that wonderful. But it was a real eye-opener for me because I'm like, yeah. I had no idea how pervasive this was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, like my stepfather, his dad and his brother all molested my older sister, right? Like just, it's like she and she, the same thing, the whole guilt thing and couldn't say anything and fear and um, just, oh my gosh. And when, uh, when my mom finally, when she finally found out and, she went to social services and told him what was going on. This is back in the eighties and social services came to our house and did a, an investigation. He admitted to it and what, what nothing was done. What happened is they put all of us on, on this was in Saskatchewan. They put us all on a, on a train back to Quebec, back to my mom's family. And that was the end of that. Really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And then he remarried with a couple of, a couple of young girls and you know, damn well, what's going to happen to those. Yeah, right? of course. Exactly. Maybe my stomach like oh my god uh, yeah. well I mean yes it happens um but what I want to really focus on is bringing awareness to the people and educating them and le letting them know that it's not their fault and um yeah. just teaching people um yeah. because what happens is it becomes it becomes a behavior it becomes part of who you are um yeah. Another excerpt from my book was um, w when I was date raped, I had been drinking and um, well, here it goes. We were kissing and making out and it was nice. And then he started becoming more aggressive. He wanted me and had no qualms about showing it, but I was tired and just wanted to sleep it off. I wasn't ready, but he did not care. It was as if the more I said no, the more he continued to press forward. I knew what was going to happen next. It was the pain I had felt hundreds of times. I could see the faces of all my attackers. I pleaded with him to stop, but he covered my mouth and just put his penis inside of me. I was crying with horrific flashbacks of being abused by Damien, Junior Pavel, Junior Lancho, Leandro, and Antoine. He said, how cute am I now? He finished up and I ran out to my dorm. I was devastated. How could I let this happen again? How and why? It was like the first time. I felt like a child again and my depression returned with a vengeance. I escaped with alcohol. It was my new best friend and I was happy to let it in. Brandy was there, but she was a whisper compared to the call of rum. And that's what, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. The cycle yeah. continues. It just continues and continues until you have had enough therapy or you, you have gone for help, but yeah. the only way I was able to get help was by falling first. I became an alcoholic. I tried to kill myself twice. I was institutionalized twice. And only then were my cries for help, help realized. I'm so glad that you reached out for help. That's so important. That's how you take back control of your life. <laughs> 
Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. When you went for therapy, were the therapists understanding? Were they able to help you or yes. did it take a... Okay, good, good. Yes. Once I realized um, that this was happening <laughs> and um, that it was not my fault, that was the biggest thing. It's the guilt, isn't it? That keeps victims from saying anything. Yes, the, the shame uh, and the guilt. Yes, yes. Um, and that was something with uh, the Babylonian encounter. We were always saying, it's not your fault. If you can't get away, it's not yeah. your fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, but children carry that, and we carry that into our adulthood. Do. Yeah. Exactly. And I just reverted back to that little child again. Yeah. When, yep. when he tried to date rape me, um, when he did date rape me, I was just that child who pretended she was asleep again. And I couldn't believe I let that happen again. But that's what happens. It just becomes part of you until you get the help that you need. It's so, so my important. God. Our stories are so alike. It's, oh my God, I had the same thing. Oh. I was drugged and raped at 18 and I tried oh. to kill my, I was gang raped. I, I tried to kill myself three times. I became an alcoholic. I found violent men. It was like, oh, I got 10 years sober now. And it took me two years. Good of for you. Intense therapy. I had to take a yes. sexual assault recovery course twice. It was a mm -hmm. 12-week course. There was only a small group of us. And yeah, like it's, it, had I not done that, it was the best thing I couldn't have done. Like I, um, therapy, you need it. You absolutely, you cannot go through life um, pretending that it didn't happen. I, I mean, that's what I did. I chose, I mean, I was a nurse and, you know, chose to, you know, I got this great career and, you know, what happened in the past days in the past, whatever. But yeah, it catches up to you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a part of you and you, you can't escape it no. until you yeah, for anybody confront else, it. You afraid. have to confront it. That's you why do. I confronted my abusers as well. And that I, I just applaud you for. I get that. That yeah. Oh, wow. And oh, man, that takes guts of steel. Wow. Wow, thank you, you know, so and, much. And, yes, it does. Like I, I don't see myself as guts of steel. Oh, but no, no, that's guts I, of steel. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank I mean, you, thank you. You're, you're terrified of these people when, when you were talking. Exactly. I would imagine it would be everything you could muster. In your mind, you probably still felt like you were a child, and you're yes. trying to confront them, and you're not, you're not in control, and you're helpless, and they can hurt you, but you're realizing you're taking back your power. Exactly. Yeah. I was. I was taking back my power. You know, but it's um, you're in your case, you're that that's phenomenal. But like in my in my daughter's case, my, her cousin date raped her when she was on her 18th birthday, and uh, she was drunk. Same thing, and she knew exactly what he was doing, but she didn't have the strength to, to get him off. And the next day, uh, well, he was gone. She woke up, he was gone, and she came to me, and we went to the police, and they wouldn't do anything. 
They really they oh. would not do anything. When was this? And this was 10 years ago. And the as so soon she, as 10 years ago, that is yeah, just they would dreadful. not do it because she was drunk. And um, so then she went to her dad and because it was her, his sister's son. Mm-hmm. So I told him, you know, what happened and the entire family disowned her. Yes. And <sighs> it was her fault and that she was a troublesome little pothead smoking little whore and that she was making up these lies and nobody uh... and they completely disowned her. And she's still struggling. She's having, oh, she's got mental health issues. And, you know, it's just like, oh my God, up and down, up and down, nonstop. I'm so so sorry. Yeah, that totally messes with your mind. Um, It does, right? And no matter how how much I try, I mean, it's it's really sad. And how many girls, it happens like that. So when I speak- Yeah, well, tell her to give me a call. I will resonate with her and hold her hand because that's what we need. I mean, the same thing happened in my family. They didn't outright say you were lying, but they did use the term boys will be boys. Oh my God. And that just made me sick. Um, And now I don't really talk to a lot of my family because I'm like the pariah who just brings the, the negativity and the stories and you know, so I lost my family and that was something I had to grieve. We were all very, very close. And I think that it's hard for my parents, you know, to understand and to take it all in, but. They just passed the law here in Alberta, Canada, that um, because I deal with students, right. And I, and I tell them all about having a voice and this, um, this one young girl was raped by a, a family friend and so I, I'm kind of walking her through the court system and I'm you know sitting beside her and helping her out oh, that's but great yes she, she they just passed the law because he was drunk and she was she was 15 and same thing right she she'd had a yes drinks when she went to yes. bed and he raped her and the law is that if you are drunk and intoxicated with any any substance and you perform a rape or a, a violent act like domestic violence, you are not held responsible. That's atrocious. Isn't that awful? That, it's a you law. are not held That's responsible. Not, you are right. not held yep. responsible. So you can rape someone, you can kill someone. And if you're proven that you, you're in a in, intoxicated, you're not held responsible. They won't they won't take you to court. What kind of century do we live in? I, I, I know. Oh, my God. Especially when it happens to one in six women and one in 10 men. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. 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 Luckily, in this case, this young girl, she um, uh, I went to court with her last month and uh, he is being charged and he is going to get two to five years. Excellent. Though- okay. Yeah. Bravo, Kathy. Bravo for oh helping. Yes. Thank you for being there for her. You're one of her saving angels. Yes. Um, she wrote a letter for these, I spoke to a hundred students, young girls between 14 and 17 and back in uh, a few months ago. And Mm -hmm. she wrote a letter to these girls about pressing charges and about having a voice and saying something because she didn't for the first, it took her a few months before she Mm -hmm. went through that. And Mm -hmm. the letter that that I read out loud to these girls, well, actually three girls after that um, went and said something to the teachers about what was going on in their lives. Oh, good. So that just, you know, that made me so happy. So what I had the students do is I had them make a giant, giant card and they all outlined their hands and words uh, words of hope in their own hands. And we all decorated it. You know, I gave it to her. Yeah, just, you know, that's sweet. 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you need stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you feel feel so alone. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. You really do. And when you have society and family members who just reject you and basically Mm -hmm. tell you you're a liar and you're the problem that is just or get pet get over it 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 happened a long time ago get over it it's blaming the victim it's invalidation and all it does is continue that cycle yeah obviously awareness is very important having people find voice yes how do we stop this cycle because how can anybody think it's okay it's um unthinkable and of course there's denial i mean the very fact that people deny it they know it's wrong right they know it's wrong for sure um after my therapy and i came out of the institution i i i came back to chicago and um i was now attending nepal university and i became a resident assistant myself and i started holding programs like take back the night and spearheaded the blue light campaign for campus safety at the university. Excellent. I was also part of a university acting troupe where I shared my story to hundreds of students that were in- incoming freshmen to DePaul. I was even nominated for the Lincoln Laureate awarded by the governor um, and won this most prestigious award. I began taking control over my life. And for the first time, I was able to use my experiences and guide people to make better choices. My struggle became my strength. I met people like my mentor and friend, uh, Fayola, who would be another one of my, my saving angels. We, we need those saving angels in life, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need um, champions as yeah. we go along. Yes. I don't think I could have even graduated without her as I still struggled with the migraines and I had epileptic seizures as well. Um, but I started the therapy and was continuing to deal with my demons every day, just got a little bit easier. That's what you have to do. You have to take it day by day and you have to educate people. Yeah. Yeah. As hard as it is. Yes. You know, like it's, it's not easy talking about it. Um, sometimes people think that I'm, I'm cold because I, I talk about it so much. And no, they think there's no emotions, but no, the emotions are there. I still have breakdowns. I still have, you know, PTSD, but, but exactly the thing is, is my desire to create change in the world mm-hmm. and to, 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 to that overrules, you exactly. know, like I, ha- I have to say something. I cannot go through life, not saying something. Um, uh, I believe like I should be dead 10 times over and I'm not. And when I got this job nine years ago, I used it as um, a gift that my days off, I'm not going to sit there wasting them away, watching useless TV programs and playing video games. I'm going to go out to the world and I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write five books. I'm going to go out and talk to women. I'm going to make that ripple effect of change because I know that if, if you can help one woman, well, that one woman can help a community. Yep. Absolutely. If you help five women, well, that's even more and then more and then more. Absolutely. So I'm going to spend the rest of my days doing as much as I possibly can to wherever I go. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter what city I'm going to do that. And and in order to do that, you have to be willing to talk about it. And you're giving people a voice, Kathy. You're inspiring them to stand up and realize they don't have to put up with this. They can make a change. I think it's the despair that sets in because yeah. it's mm-hmm. a generational issue and it's a terrible cycle and an 
ugly secret that's too often kept under wraps. So it perpetuates itself. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. As I was saying in the previous segment, it's a cycle that perpetuates itself. I remember in college taking a child abuse class. It was a, a psychology class. And one of the stats that just appalled me was the average age is like three where children yeah. start getting abused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so is. I mean, and they don't know what's right and wrong. And their whole perception of what's normal and what's not is so warped by this sort of behavior. And that's how it just continues, I'm sure, because they don't know any different. But yet, deep down inside, they know it's wrong, but it just continues. And it would be wonderful if we could have some sort of education. Family. Well, what you guys are doing, th- this is education. Mm-hmm. You're educating your your listeners, mm-hmm. and I applaud you guys for doing that. Um, thank you so much for having me on and for for talking about such a serious and del- delicate issue and situation because it's hard to talk about, but um, we need to. Like I say, who wants to talk about sex? It's not what you think. We are going to talk about sexual abuse, and before we do, I want you to look around the ro- room. I tell them. Mm-hmm. One-tenth of you have been sexually abused, not just women, but men as well. Let this be a time when you look at each other as people instead of objects. Look at your hands and see how much pain those hands have the ability to cause. Even the weakest person has the ability to hurt someone. Now think about your hearts and the kind of future you want to live in. Start with yourselves and help me spread awareness to stop the cycle of violence perpetrated by a need for power and control. Awareness is key. Silence only empowers perpetrators. We must be loud in our fight against sexual violence and openly communicate as families were always meant to do. So that's what I say. Just by beginning a conversation, we'll break the cycle. And that's the toughest part, getting people to talk about it. Yes. They don't mind talking about sex. No. (laughs) Right. And, and, and you know, like uh, when I wrote my book, um, I, I work in an environment where there's 170 men, there's only 11 women. And mm. I wrote the book in 2016 and it came out in 2017 and three days before, and I, it's very, it's these big, tough, heavy equipment operators. And right. um, I wrote the book for women and youth, right? Initially. And um, when it was about to come out, I looked at, I realized, oh my God, I'm looking at my people at work and they all they knew is that Kathy was a nurse. She's happy. You know, they know nothing about nothing. 
And I realized, oh my God, the whole world is going to know, like, these are people I work with. Yeah. Right. To my stomach until uh, three days. And the third day I realized I'm like, like, wait a minute. Don't tell me these big tough guys don't have problems at home. Right. They right. don't, maybe they've been abused, maybe their family, maybe their sister, maybe there's suicide and depression and sickness and death and whatnot. So what I, what I did is I went up in front and I said, you see that book? It's not about mining. It has nothing to do with mining. But I said, this is what happened. I want you to hear it from me and not third party uh, gossip in, in the lunch shack. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm not asking you to read the book, but I'm asking you that if you know someone who's exactly any type of abuse anyway or is depressed or whatever i'm asking you to pay it forward pay it forward to them because maybe one sentence in that book is going to make a difference in their life well oh my gosh what that did what that opened up that started conversations in the workplace that were exactly other than well how's the weather and what'd you do on days off right Mm -hmm. talking about, Hey, you know, I got two daughters are really struggling. And I, I mean, I had people from every single department in the mine coming to me and, and talking, having real mental health conversations. That is wonderful. Yep. In the big, you know, but it's not, but now it's become more of a, an, a, an acceptable thing here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, because, because I had the courage to talk about it. Sure. You brought yes. the subject. Yep. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Mm-hmm. You pro- probably saved lives. I think so. I, I, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. And that's that's my my goal as well. People like you and I, that's what we need to do. We need to break the cycle. That's how we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it has to be, you have, by talking about it, it enables other people to talk about it. Right. And, you know, the thing is that when I first, started this I was going to recovery homes I'm going to women's shelters I'm going to juvenile homes until I realized wait a minute Kathy like I went to speak for for I started speaking for Caterpillar and I'm doing corporate events and I mean you got these big CEOs and these you know people with you know these corporate people and they're they're in the same boat as the woman that's sitting in the women's shelter right? yes exactly <laughs> they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're just you know in a different um, spectrum, but they'll, at the end of the, at the end of the talk, the same talk, they're, they're going to come to me, pull me aside say, Hey, I have this too. And this is going on and this is going on. Right. Exactly. So it doesn't yeah. matter mm-hmm. what, what, what your title is, what clothes you wear, what environment you're in. It's, it's all the same story. Mm-hmm. Right. And the more women like you and I and Shelly who, who find the courage to talk about it, mm-hmm. well, then that is going to enable other women to to step forward and say something. Exactly. Do you think that there's still a huge amount of fear with people who have been in the situation where they've been victimized by sexual abuse? They just are too afraid to speak out because they've been told. Well, obviously the message is don't tell anyone when you're a right. child. That's ingrained. Do you think that's part of it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. And then we still have, a, a, I think, a perception where girls are less than. Boys will be boys. Angelique, like you said, that was said to you. That's yes. unacceptable. So what? No, it's Somebody's not. a boy, that doesn't mean that you force yeah. someone into something and be a predator. These perceptions. Yeah. And culturally, we deal with that too, certainly. Different cultures have different... Definitely, especially in my my Latin culture. That's That's what's happened. I mean, they're all accepted. 
it's acceptable to do that sort of thing just because which is shocking no i mean i meant i meant the the perpetrators were accepted oh i, I was see. the okay. one that was made to be a pariah you know but it sounds like you were able to make change though where this is no longer going on did you ever get any kind of an apology or explanation or anything or did people just yes kind of i did i did actually um one of my cousins was being sexually abused by his coach and that's why the cycle continued there because he wanted to gain the power and control he was losing by, by his coach and he was abusing me so in a way i kind of resonated with him and um he cried and i said are you going to do this to erica and he said, I'll kill myself first. And I believed him. But just talking to the perpetrators and hearing their stories and knowing that that change is upon us. Mm -hmm. It's so empowering. Yes, it is. You know, um, now the, the others <laughs> weren't quite so um, um, they just still wanted to blame it on me or they said, um, if it happened, I'm sorry, but we don't remember things like that, which is denial. Uh, yeah. yeah, just denial. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I knew they did it and they knew that I knew they did it. And so um, that but horrible things happen to them in their lives. You know, yeah, I, I believe in karma as well. Um, they were never they were never because of the statute of limitations on sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. which is five years only. I mean, you could be it's five years five old. Years? Yes. It's oh, only five years. Oh my goodness. I did not yes. know that. Wow. Yes. And um, so I couldn't get any sort of like justice that way, yeah. but at least I was able to stop the cycle in my family. So mm -hmm. that, that was huge. just, that was so important to me. Oh, that's you're changing the future. Thank you. Yes. And that's so important. And I commend you for this because it takes this and the awareness and families to finally open their eyes and say, this is what's happening. We've got to change this. I mean, it's right. not a victimless crime and it's a crime. Yeah. It is. It is yeah. a crime. Absolutely. But that's why we start heads. talking to also little kids. Like I also did good touch, bad touch with the YWCA of Metropolitan Chicago. And, um, you know, stories started popping up there as well, but, just that awareness is so, so I can't, I'm going to say it over and over again because it's just so important and that kids can talk about sex, but they can't talk about good touch or bad touch or what's appropriate mm -hmm. and things like that. So it, it's so important. It really yeah. is. And when you think about it, sex is being talked about all the time, but yes. not, not the realities of it has to be with someone's permission and exactly use a child is not old enough to give consent no this is abuse this is just as bad as beating the crap out of a child exactly you know and mm -hmm. it is something that is going to linger and they will blame themselves because that's what children do they they don't understand what's going on they think it must be me my fault yes. yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. and to be successful in life you can't carry that kind of baggage because you start doing things to yourself because you're angry that you couldn't do anything about it. I mean, the, the whole host of emotions that go on and it can yeah. take decades before someone really realizes 
how devastating this truly was. Mm-hmm. And it affected every decision they made and everything they did. Yeah. Because of that shame and guilt that was instilled in them at such an early age. Sure. And the people they yeah. choose in their lives, people uh, that are familiar. And right. The brain doesn't tell you this is what you're doing. It's just kind of a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of perpetuates. And, and I think that, uh, that there's a lot of self-punishing that survivors of this kind of abuse go through. They, they punish themselves. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. There is so much that we need to do to stop sexual abuse and sexual assault. Uh, we're only beginning, really. We've got to stop this victimization and the normalization of that kind of behavior. It's not normal. It's illegal. It's immoral. It's just plain wrong. And that starts with atrocious laws, too. Like that law that's in Canada, Kathy? That yeah, that's be atrocious. Is it because it is you're atrocious. drunk, you get away with stuff? So, I mean, like things like date rape and that kind of thing? Yeah, oh. and oh. it just got passed, like, uh, like two months. Like, it's unbelievable. How, how in this day and age, when this is happening, can that happen? Yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I just don't. And, like, poor, the, the, the girl that, that, you know, that she was going through courts, this um, she was just devastated before she found out that finally that it wasn't going to apply to her because they had she had series of texts and you know it wasn't just a one time thing. So okay, apply, but luckily, but what happens to all those girls, those women? Um, oh, you know that now you know if when it happens, oh yeah, I was drunk. It's okay, right? You know, and this stuff goes on. I remember when I was in college, there were some uh, gals I I went to a party with. And mm -hmm. we went to somebody's house. I was drinking beer out of a can. That was something my dad had said. Never leave your drink behind. If you do, just leave it. Oh, that's good. That's and good advice. I, yeah, I followed his advice. They were drinking some cocktails. Mm 
They were being mixed by these guys. And this house was vacant. Somebody was on vacation or something. Anyway, I noticed my friends were getting a little goofy. And it's like, oh, this wasn't just booze. And one drink. Uh, and I realized what the heck they were up to. And I started raising all kinds of hell. I, I remember going to the phone. I said, my father works for the FBI, which was not Good true. for you. <laughs> It was not true. Good for you. And I went to the phone and Kelly, I said, you're so awesome. <laughs> and what did they do? I, well, I told them, I said, uh, if something happens here, you guys are going to be in serious trouble. And we were actually in Fargo, North Dakota at the time, and we had to go to Moorhead, Minnesota, which is just across the river. I said, you're taking us back to the dorm now. <laughs> and they, they were they did they wow. did but um i i put two and two together and a lot Good of it for was, you oh my gosh thank god a lot of it was my dad telling me that he'd had somebody slip something into his drink at a bar when oh. he was a young man they were rolling him for money but uh you know they got his wallet but i mean that i remember wow you no know? but this kind of stuff that's what would have happened it would have been date rape right exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah and these guys, they would have gotten away with it, you know. Yes, they would they have. They were jocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I don't know if you've heard of that, um, the the can condoms. No. The drink, drink condoms. Because um, I talk very openly with my children and my, da- my daughter knows, you know, people can be putting things in your drinks. Mm-hmm. Now, now they ha- have the cup condoms where you you put it over your cup to protect it okay they have that now so they have stuff like that but they're also passing law (laughs) that what what you're saying you know kathy um is there it just doesn't make sense it no it doesn't it it, it all depends on where you're at really yeah and where you live in some ways it's getting better but in other ways in in other ways it, it it's just taking us back 30, 40 years. Oh, man. Or further than that, it's, it's terrible. Um, yeah. But a lot of these laws are passed, and then it, the media isn't very good about talking about it. No. But people aren't no. aware of it. But shame no. on the people that made that law in Alberta. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Just, it's sickening. Oh. It really is. Gosh. And uh, Angelique, yeah. thank you so much for bringing this awareness and giving a place for where people have a voice. That's all I want. I want, it's time for people who've been sexually violated to have a voice, a place to be heard. And that is my mission in life. Well, you're doing, you're doing it, right? Yes, you so are. That's fabulous. And I love Thank you. And thank you for having this platform that I can come and speak about my book and about my screenplay. Um, for this, my, my story to become a movie. Um, it's, that's going to be on the, um, level of, I I don't know if you've ever seen Precious. I've heard the title. Mm -hmm. I have not seen it. She won a Grammy for it. Um, she was being raped and it was very graphic Mm -hmm. and, um, there's not a lot of things made, made like that anymore. And Mm -hmm. It was just showing how she was abused and how she was raped and how it, it was just so powerful. I, I would, even if you just see scenes on, on, on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would be very eye-opening. Yeah. And we'll make a note of that. Yeah. And for the listeners to, li- to, to watch Precious. Okay. okay. Now, yeah. Angelique, where do people find your audiobook? At AngeliqueMarie.com. 
and it's titled On Angel's Wings. On Angel's Wings, yes. Mm-hmm. And it will be um, on Kindle very soon. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. And can people reach out to you if they have questions and that sort of thing? Absolutely, anytime. That's always helpful, too, if somebody can reach out and talk to somebody who understands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's been yeah. there. Yes, please email me at haloangel913 at gmail.com. Wonderful. And you've got quite the career going there, Angelique, too. I mean, you're a wonderfully talented <laughs> woman, and I find it amazing. You were able to rise above all of this and still have a stellar career. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I was I, I was blessed with a voice, but like I said, um, we need to make the voices heard on platforms like these. Amen mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, people, people need to talk about it, and they need to stop blaming the victim and giving excuses for the perps. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. that's what these people are. They're perps. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. wish more people were as educated as, as, as you are. <laughs> Because when it happens to the person, it's one thing, you know, to to have your eyes open that way. I've been a very much an advocate for people having a voice. And yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you both. People who have been victimized and survived, whether if they're fortunate enough to survive it, they should not be placed in the position of being blamed. They are not the guilty party. And that's why we have a criminal justice system that's supposed to do things, but it doesn't. The perception, Mm -hmm. the blame game that goes on, it's just wrong. For some reason, surrounding this issue, it just has, the the law hasn't kept up with the times. It hasn't. And and you would think that it would. Right. um, As as much dialogue that's gone on. Yes. And shows like um, Special Victims Unit, which Uh, I love. Oh, yeah. um, Gives a voice you know, you know, a pl- another platform for justice that you see and people are edu- educated about that on those shows, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Angelique, so much for being on this show. You're so welcome. Thank this, you. It was an honor. You're providing people with strength and an avenue to find their inner self and their courage and to be able to make change not only with themselves but with others and break the cycle that's that's important thank you so much i i I really appreciate that yeah no i'm i'm giving you like i said the biggest hug (laughs) and oh my god thank you anytime if ever you You, want to talk to me you too as well (laughs) i mean it happened to you as well so and you're and you're doing something about it you're not just you know, sitting at home, twiddling your thumbs, you're out working in the, in the trenches. So that's all we can do is start a conversation. Yeah, that's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's so right. For anyone who hears my voice and if you feel alone, I understand that haunting feeling, but Mm -hmm. do know that even in the darkest moment, there is light and please reach out to me again, halo angel 913 at gmail.com. Thank you, Angelique. Thank you. You're a courageous lady. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. God bless you too. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, 
Email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.